Hello, uh, listener. Welcome to the same old Wombles uh, season two episode in the teens. Um, and, um, my name is Matt Cooper, and today I'm joined by Adam Proctor and Alex Folks. Um, uh, today we'll be discussing things like Fortress Plough Lane. How did that happen? Um, the, the January sales, which I'm going right off, to be honest with you. Um, bit of admin stuff, looking at this. They did things around the PLC, meet the PLC. There's the AGM coming up. Um, we've got half, t- half season tickets, which seem to be bringing our season ticket sales up and up and up. And we'll look at some of the um, upcoming games as well. And naturally, we're going to reflect on what has been uh, an amazing week for us. No one doubts the way you feel. No, your passion's very real. I must say we're all impressed. The way the fans approach this test. The days have gone when football clubs live and fly just on fans' love. Davis isn't just a game. And tough decisions must be made. But firstly, I'd just like to say, chaps, on Saturday, I met our listener. I met our listener, and our listener is called Lee. Hi, Lee. And um, she was talking to me. She said, I'm loving the podcast, which is great. I don't think she can say anything else because we were face-to-face. Um, the one issue that she said is, could um, the pod come out earlier in the week? So as a result of that high demand from our listener, this will be coming out on Thursday or Friday, possibly Saturday. Um, Lee, the suggestion is that if you want to listen to it earlier in the week, then don't listen to it until next week. However, then the news will be slightly old, a bit like us. So uh, it's your choice. But there you are. So I'm just delighted that we've got a face against our listener. Uh, It's exciting stuff. Anyhow, chaps, let us crack on. Fortress Plough Lane, six wins on the bounce and an amazing result. What... uh, Adam, what are your take? What are your takeaways from Saturday? It was amazing. Oh my word! Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have a, I have complaints before the game. I have complaints in the middle, the half time of the game, <laughs> but I have no complaints about the forty-five minutes of the first half and the second half. That it was awesome. Yeah, I was, um, I was honestly. So all my trains were cancelled from the point I was normally going, and of course the app wasn't telling me that I could get an earlier train because I was just stressing. And so I was like, oh, great. And a friend of mine was going to come. So I really thought I'm not going to make it. But then thankfully, yeah, Mark and my dad pointed out there were other trains and I just was being an idiot and not looking at my app properly. And so I got there quite early. Um, but my word, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. I even got delayed on the way home and I didn't care because I got £8.75 back for being delayed. So it was like a win-win. Oh. And the goals, the goals, they were down the right end, most of them. It was the best. Like, how do we not do that every week? But we kind of are. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Um, Alex, you've heard from Reginald Perry. Um, what's your... Look, even we aren't that old to really be Reginald Perry fans, but yeah, Um it was it was brilliant. It was fantastic. It, uh, if I put in grumpy face on it, could have been more. Look, um, there were a couple of moments that I'm going to highlight, which actually did weren't goals. One was um, when we hit the post before we scored the first goal. I think it was before we scored the first goal. Anyway, uh, there was a, a through ball 
if you look at the highlights, uh, there was a through ball that was sort of at an angle and it was just a superb ball. And I think it uh, it was my moment of the match. The second one was right at the end when Ali was going for his hat trick and the save pulled off by their goalkeeper, who had a good day, even though they conceded four, was just magnificent. And Ali deserved a hat trick. Um, I know that Charlie Tolbert is trying to persuade everybody that Ali is a crap player, uh, really not up to going to a higher league uh, and should stay with us to mature. And yeah, that'd be nice. But um, no, he was magnificent on Saturday. Um, Overall, it was just, it was a game against a team who was right next to us in the table, uh, could have been really tight. I was thinking that we might grind out uh, a 2-1 win. But it was it was fantastic. It was brilliant atmosphere. It was brilliant play. It was everything went right. And we are top of the world. And thank you very much. Um, life is wonderful at the moment. Uh, there was a moment where somebody said to me, oh, 2-0, it's a really uh, dodgy scoreline. And I said, um, well, you can't get, get to 4-0 unless you go through 2-0. So I, I, I wasn't predicting we were going to get to 4-0, but uh, my, I'm taking that in retrospect as being Alex's predictions still coming true. Uh, yeah, he was, he was brilliant. Thank you very much. Lovely. Now let's move on and beat Salford. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And I think that the, the second goal, the um, Armani Littles goal was just something incredible. It was, it was just, you know, mate, what an amazing, what an amazing strike. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. That was just, absolutely incredible. I mean, the other thing that was quite interesting about Saturday is that I think, was it Johnny Jackson or someone was saying that the reactions of the players not on the field was also amazing in terms of like their support for everyone. So I think there is, you know, even without our support, it sounds like the, the, the whole playing team and the staff and whatever are really supporting each other at this moment for what, and it seems like whatever's clicking is clicking. So yeah, we seem to have some options, you know, obviously that, that change in formation that we did have done in two games now seems to have really worked. I didn't quite, I couldn't, I need to go back and look at what the change happened. I didn't really see it. Is my dad is explaining it to me, really, and going, Yeah, there was a change to a diamond. I was like, Was there? Okay. Um, and oh, and that's the other thing. My, my prediction was that um, because Bugle didn't score in the FA Cup game, he was really annoyed about that he'd have to. Um, that he'd be really up for scoring, and of course he scored the first goal. <laughs> and the funny thing is, do you see the clip? I can't remember who sent the clip when he's like celebrating, and he just <laughs> he runs and like literally rams this other player to the ground. I don't know if he knew he was there exactly or whether that was his celebration. My celebration is to floor another one. I mean, the the linesman definitely could have like said, actually, that's a yellow. Easy because it looks pretty like full on, but maybe you just ran into him by mistake. I don't know. <laughs> I let's assume, uh, let's assume it was a mistake. I think the other thing, the other thing to pick up on from Saturday is Harry Pell came on and um, the game was already won, but he came on and the first thing he did was a through ball that we ended up scoring from. So yeah, I I, I see what you say about. You know, Johnny and bigging up all the players who weren't getting onto the pitch. There's a certain amount of team management in that because he's got to, I don't know, perhaps appease the players who who aren't getting game time at the moment, and saying nice things about them and the and the atmosphere in the club is a 
is a good way of doing that. But it's certainly better than the alternative. So, you know, fair play for him for the for the psychology side of it, but also, you know, brilliant, brilliant if that is the case, that um, that the team is really getting behind everybody. Uh, it's a total. It's no. It was. It was incredible. The whole team. The whole team performance was incredible. But going back to the um, bugle celebration, no, my friends, that was not. That was not an accidental run in. <laughs> that was. But it is the best clip. If you if you get a chance and you haven't seen it, go on YouTube or or or, troll, or have a look through Twitter and uh, you'll find bugle celebration. It is absolutely hilarious but the whole but but you're you know looking back on all of the goals all of the goals were great i mean the first goal we we win it back from a from a lost corner great ball in uh bugle tucks it away and then knocks their player over the second goal outstanding strike the third goal uh alex as you pointed out uh pell's just come on he's been on for two minutes if that uh, i think it's his first touch of the ball and he plays a great ball through to ali our fourth goal, um, I think even, I think Josh is on and he does a little, it's got like a little back pass, a little, um, back hill touch that, that sets up, that sets up Ali, who's, who scores yet again. And, and, you know, I always like these little things is that uh, in, in the EFL team of the week, you know, so that's the whole EFL rather than just League Two. Um, we have two players in that squad and JJ is the manager. I think in the EFL, League Two uh, team of the week. Half the side is is AFC Wimbledon, um, which is a bit of an upsetting for the rest of the team because I think they should have all been in there. They're all magnificent, and um, yeah. So it's, it, it has been it has been absolutely fantastic. It is now how we and I and I just don't know where this has come from. These six games in all competitions we've won in a row, and um, you know at the start of the season and certainly. End of last into the back end of last season, we weren't picking up anything at Plough Lane. So I'm not sure what's changed. Have we just got more comfortable with our surroundings? Is that what's happened here? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. The funny thing is, this is probably the last thing I'll talk about in the football terms. But the because um, of course Pell comes on, and I turn to my friend and say, "Oh, I don't really like Pell." I know. <laughs> He plays this amazing through ball, and I was just like, "Wow!" Okay, so maybe he heard me. <laughs> no, I don't know why it's better. I don't know why it's better. It's just we. I think we maybe they're just gelled. You know, it takes a while to get together as a team, yeah. um, and figured out the formations and figured out where everyone is. I think that I guess the thing is, it, it's that part of knowing where other players where other players are on the pitch, isn't it? And I think maybe they're just starting, that's in their mind. So they visualise, I mean, I've never been a good footballer, so I don't, I, I can't imagine how they visualise the game as they're playing. I'm not a massive sports person, so I know that there'll be a lot of that. Um, but pro- possibly that visualisation of what's happening on the pitch, they are already thinking where players will be, you know. And you see that at the very top level, don't you? You, you know that they're really, they already know where the ball's going to, where they want the ball five minutes before you even know about it, you know what I mean? Um, so maybe it's that they're just getting to know each other really well. Yeah, and it is that. I mean, we're a very high pressing side now, so we're so people playing out from the back. And genuinely, unless you are higher up in the league, I think it's I think it's a, um, very risky. I mean, Ramsgate were doing it, weren't they? Uh, and and getting caught out for at least two of the goals that we scored. Um, 
and and again, it all, it just feels like that when people want to play out from the back, it's just you know it it works to our works to our advantage. But a lot of sides are that's the way that they've been told to play. Um, anyhow, it's all it's all it's all fantastic, um, and we're onwards and upwards. The the Salford game is going to be is going to be interesting, and I'm kind of semi interested in the Pompey game um, next week in the whatever it is trophy. And the only reason for that is I'm assuming, um, you know, although, although they always talk up that cup competition, that we're going to make wholesale changes. So this is the opportunity to to change that whole squad. I'm a, I'm a te- Nick's Nick's going to start. I'm assuming. Um, because Bass needs a rest, even though he had a bit, he seems to have had two games where he's done nothing. So he's had nothing to do. Um, I think that's going to be that's going to be interesting testing out that testing out that particular game. But what are we expecting from from Salford? Because one of my worst memories last season is is the Salford home game. That is that will haunt me forever. Um, being two uh, one up into injury time. They miss a penalty and they still win three two. It's just uh, my worst, my worst nightmare. I have a reoccurring nightmare about that. But um, yeah, what well, I mean, I, I'm just expecting we'll go away and do exactly what we do all the time. Well, we've been really good away we, in terms of not conceding goals. Um, yeah, Gilling was a bit, a bit of a blip, but we didn't play badly at Gilling, and we just didn't create that many chances. So. I think it's all to do with team spirit. We talk about Fortress Plough Lane. We talk about this this yeah, run of wins. Um, Johnny has clearly uh, identified this as being what we need to concentrate on. We have the players. Yeah, they're not Messi. They're not Ronaldo. That's absolutely fine. But what we have got is this team spirit and this general ability to to play our game and play our game really well. We're this high-pressing team um as you said there's lots of teams that play try to play out from the back we can stymie that we're a very fast team um we can hit people on the break really well um i think teams are looking at us and saying how do we counter this wimbledon ability to play their game and i'm sure that teams will generally as ever, will work out strategies to try to counter us. But it's great that they're having to counter us rather than us thinking all the time about how we try to counter them. Uh, We're the form team at the moment. Um, We could play anybody. We could play Stockport at the moment and they would worry about how they countered us. So that's what we need to do. We need to go up to, to Salford. We need to play our game, play it well, have that belief in ourselves, and I think that we can win. Are we going to win 4-0? Are we going to score five goals or whatever? No, probably not. But I think we can give them a game, and we're not going to be remembering that horrendous situation of last year and the disappointment from last year. We're going to be remembering 4-0 last week. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, and, you know, I'm reminded that we lost at home to Swindon last season horrendously, so uh, we've already crossed that one off. And I think it's interesting because we are the possession stats. I think would be quite interesting to look at because my feeling is that we are not just high pressing, but we're a counter attacking team. So that is the way that we do. We're always we're catching people on the break, um, and and I think that's difficult to play against, particularly when you're the home team and you're expected 
um, to have a lot of possession. So Salford are going to be expected to have the possession, um, which in a weird way kind of seems to work for us uh, as that counter counter attack inside. Yeah, I can't remember the exact figures, but the, but the game against Swindon, we we didn't have the majority of possession, but we did have by far a majority of shots and corners yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, possession doesn't isn't the determinant of the game. Um, Really, you can't score goals unless you do have the ball. But you don't have to have over 50 or over 60% of the possession even at home. You can get away with having 40%. Um, if it's down to 20%, I think you're worried. But no, we are good. We are brilliant as a counter-attacking side, uh, particularly late on, which seems to imply that our subs are good, that our fitness is good. Um yeah, they, the other teams are going to be worried about us. Look, I think even Ipswich, high flying top two in, in in the championship, when they come to Plough Lane for the FA Cup game, they're going to, have to be thinking we can't just play our game. We're going to have to worry about what Wimbledon and Wimbledon do and how we how we counter that. So I, I'm looking forward, even though I don't think we're going to win every game from the from now until the end of the season. Be nice, but we're not going to. Uh, we we are in a happy place at the moment. Yeah, I agree, and it's quite interesting. I'm uh, one of the things yeah. I was thinking about with the Portsmouth game next week and and the Ipswich game coming up in those two cup competitions. Both of those teams are pressing for uh, to go up. Uh, Portsmouth to the Championship and uh, Ipswich to the Premier League and I'm wondering about how how much resting they'll do of their players as well particularly Ipswich when it comes to the um to the to the FA Cup because I'm not sure that they'll want a distraction if they're still up there so you know it's one of those things isn't it uh, but my my big my big concern as we move on slightly uh, and and I know we've been talking about this for the last however many podcasts is the is the January sales and the continuing uh, hype around around Ali? Um, I guess I guess I've said before my hope is that because he's going to be at the Asia Cup for most of, if not all of January and maybe into Feb, that sides won't won't want to take that risk. And we and what's the why why would we why would we sell if we don't have to? I think if we do, it would need to be a ludicrous price. And, and also, I guess the other the other thing is, which is going slightly under the radar, is that um, Jack Curran, who's been who's been playing well as well, and I know he's been scouted in the past. Uh, you know, there was the, I think Bristol City were in for him uh, January of last season. So, you know, and I know the talk is that we're going to come out of January stronger than we go into it, uh, which is which is great to hear. Uh, but. Yeah, it's still it's 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 still the worry, and I really wished Ali or the club would come out and say, "I'm Ali saying I've no plans to leave in January," and the club go, "We've no plans to sell him in January." That would be a lovely thing to hear. It's not going to happen, though, is it? I think that I said it last week. I think that the unless we get offered something ludicrous in January, um, I think if we are still in and around the playoffs come the end the back end of January, I think we should give it a go and continue to try to to go up a division. Um if we do, then let's see if we can persuade Ali to sign a new contract. If we don't, well that might be the time to cash in. I don't think we will get less money in the summer than we will do 
in yeah. January. Uh, and uh, I don't think that we have the uh, impending doom of debt repayment before the summer. That means we have to sell Ali in January. Um, let's let's see what we can do. Let's have the excitement and not uh not 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 quit on this season quite yet i think we have yeah. that ability to go up let's do, let's go for yeah. it yeah I'm, I'm, it's interesting the phrase ludicrous because um people are saying i'm seeing things online today about 1.5 million which for me would be incredibly cheap um but if i put if i put a ludicrous figure i mean when are we starting to listen is it for me it's 3 million plus and even then i'm slightly nervous about the Three million. Uh, yeah, if, what somebody would you in a, if somebody comes in and offers five million, I, I, I would take it. However much it would, it would derail our season. But uh, to be honest, something much less than that. No, I, I think that yeah. unless the strategy is that we want, we, we definitely want to sell him. But then, what do you do for strikers? We yeah. are not going to get for that money. We're not going to get a striker who. We can guarantee, I mean, there's no guarantees in football, but we're not going to get a striker who we can guarantee is going to be anywhere near as good. We're taking a punt. And I don't think we should be doing that at this stage. I think let's hold, yeah, let's hold off to the summer. Uh, there will be some churn in the squad. What I'm more worried about is losing our loan players, who all three of them are on season-long loans, but we saw last year, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 try our best to hang on to those players hang on to ali uh and play the season out and think again yeah. in the summer depending on where we've got to yeah i agree uh adam what do you think yeah no what i was thinking was this kind of segues quite nicely into the thing where we keep saying we're going to talk about the accounts and we're, we aren't <laughs> going to talk about the accounts because none of us have looked them up yet properly but i guess there's a couple of things and it allows me to complain about us losing money on a match day um, but in terms of Ali, it's long-term, short-term finances, isn't it? It's like we want to think about long-term finances, you know, and five million or whatever is great, but it's still a short-term decision. Whereas, again, like Alex says, I think we could get more money in the summer. If we continue to do well in this league, we will continue to sell out the games because people will want to come. We've seen that time and time again. It was packed on uh, Saturday. It was great it was packed. Um, and as some of you may recall, I, in the past, I used the Swipe Station app to purchase a beer at halftime, where you'd walk up and print out a little card and you'd go to the fast lane. And they changed that around a bit and I got a bit confused. So then I, I, I bowed to the robot overlords and decided that the AI robot barmen were the best barmen in Plough Lane. And at halftime, they were the ultimate machines for delivering drinks. Uh, I go out. Because I don't want to, I don't want to miss any of the games, so I go straight as soon as the game whistle's gone, go out. The guy next to me is like, "Where's the Guinness robot gone?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know. The Guinness robot's dead by the looks of it. The Guinness robot's not working." And then so we've just got the Stella robot and the uh, Camden robot. So I'm obviously in the Camden queue because I had to have Stella one week, and that's not good. And then they both failed. Those machines failed. They both failed, and like a mass two massive queues, we none of us got were get, able to get a drink. And so I was like, okay, I'll go to the swipe station because uh, I know roughly how I can do that. The swipe station machines are off. They look like they're not on. So I'm like, what? And I go up to the air bar that I think's the fast lane, which is not near the concessions. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've run out of beer. 
I was like, you, the, the robots have basically run out of beer or they're broke. They've died. They've given up on their job. They're, they've joined a union. They quit, whatever. And the, the other bar has nothing. At this point, my friend Matthew has gone, he's gone down to the concessions bit, which I would have actually said, go back down to the pub. And I sort of walked down to the pub and it was a bit quieter, but I'm like, I'm going to miss. And he's like, I'm in the queue. And I'm like, okay, just get me a beer. He gets a beer from the concession, which is like the coldest crazy gang or whatever they do, that like throws my brain and my eye. And of course, I'm missing the start of the flipping second half. So I don't even see when they hit the post. I managed to find, I did, don't tell anyone, our listener. But I did manage to find a little spot that wasn't yellow hatched where I could sort of see a bit of the pitch whilst rapidly drinking this insanely cold thing. You know, when you had those slushies, it was like totally my eye was like. Gonna... <laughs> but how much money did we lose at half time? And someone somewhere said, I don't know. Whether, I mean, I don't go on the Twitter machine, so I'm sure other people were complaining about this somewhere because loads of people were left grumpy at the queues, you know. Um, but someone had said in the accounts that there was, they were worried about the amount of money that was being generated on match days and that had gone down. Now, I haven't checked what that is and what's happened. But, of course, you know, I, I'd pretty much given up. It was only because my friend had gone to another queue. Um, I wouldn't have bothered. And that would have been, like, whatever it is, £12. That's £12 just from me. There was, like, 20 more people in the queue. Listener, I'm very sorry. We didn't realise that this is um, we've put in a sneaky little section in our pods, and we're we're looking at doing it each year. It's it's the each week. It's the Meldrew session, and uh, it, uh, and I think we're uh, Adam is in charge of this bit. So when it starts, you're here. So and every every week there'll be something. It's usually going to be around the service of beer. But it's it's stuck it's stuck with you, Adam. It's stuck with you. It's a thing, and it's stuck it's stuck with you. And and until this is sorted, this is going to happen every single week, club. Until this is Lee, we can't stop this. Until the club sort this out, it's going to happen every week. Chaps, I want to just move on just quickly, Adam. Take a breath. Okay, you're right. Okay. And now, and just to just to have a quick chat about some of the admin stuff that's floating around in the club. So um, I see on the website that they put up meet the PLC. So this is the first time we've we've seen this. I'm not entirely sure it tells us uh, much. I haven't learned much about the sort of like the day to day running of the of the PLC. Um, I have seen that there are. Uh, it seems that their make the makeup of the PLC is very similar to the makeup of the same old Wombles, uh, and um, and and Michelle is there as well. And it's three DTB members are co-opted onto the PLC, and then you've got three other uh, bods on there as well: uh, Mick Buckley, um, uh, Nick Robinson from ASOS, and um, what's his name, the Cherry Rec Records guy, Ian. And um, so, I mean, you know, and I'm looking briefly at their at their CVs and such like that. They are, you know, they're big hitters. They they deal with huge budgets and such like that. I I guess I guess I'm always keen to see a bit more diversity. I'm always keen if there was some younger people in there with different ideas, maybe. Um, um, that said, I'm being harsh. I've not sat on the PLC, so I don't know what these what these people are like uh, and you know uh nick particularly uh, you know he's 
run ASOS and got huge respect for anyone who can build up a business that big. But it just feels like could there be could there be some different sort of voices in there? Um, is my is my particular thought on that? I don't know what you guys think um, on that. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, the I mean, we know, and we I think we probably touched on this before, but any you do any research, and diversity improves your business. Any research, you know, suggests that it's good for business. So anything we can do to diversify the PLC, I'd really encourage. And so if they, you know, I don't know how exactly it works, but if they need to create a new role or they need to create something that makes someone of a different background, etc., what they need to feel welcomed. So you've got to kind of do a bunch of stuff. But I think there's definitely, yeah, they should just try and figure out a way to make sure it's as diverse as possible because it will do our business the world of good. I think that applies to the club as a whole, whether it's the supporters through the turnstiles, the use of the the ground outside match days, uh, the membership of the Don's Trust, the Don's Trust Board, the PLC, all that needs to be, as Adam says, as diverse as possible because it leads to better management, but it also means more cash coming in. So leadership starts at the top and also at the bottom. So we need to ask the DTB, who ultimately control who will be on the D- on the on the uh, PLC board. Uh, we need to ask them to make sure that it's as diverse as possible. But we need to be out there recruiting uh, DT members and fans who represent our communities. Um, yep. it, it's something we've touched on before. I don't have a silver bullet to it, but I think there's. There's a, there's a concentration that needs to happen there. There needs to be oh, it's a bit nihilish, but there needs to be a strategy uh, to try to to work this out. Uh, let's see what we can do. Um, but until we take this seriously, we're not going to be. We may be successful on the pitch. We may be successful off the pitch. But I think that we're still missing opportunities. Yeah, I I agree, and I. I think it would be nice to see the PLC diversify, but the DTB, the last elections um, we've spoken about a few episodes ago, it disturbed me that we didn't have enough people really standing. So virtually everybody got in, but that wasn't particularly diverse. And maybe if people are looking about co-opting people onto the DTB to, to make up numbers, maybe then we need to be looking at representation. And that could be around uh, gender, it could be around uh, uh, ethnicity, it could be around uh, age as well. Um, I think that we need to be our DTB ideally should be reflecting the makeup of our uh, supporters and our local community. That's what we should be. That's what we should be looking to do. Um, it just makes sense, to be honest with you. Anyhow, and I see that we've also got an AGM coming up this um, this Monday. Uh, and, and I know it's I know it's tedious. I know it's really difficult for a lot of people, but there's some uh, there's a few resolutions we've been put forward by by Matt. Tom set I think um loads of loads of resolutions in fact he's put forward and but it is worthwhile um opening up having a look having a look through and and voting I mean you know I'm not telling you know how to vote you know how to vote you know just open the page and click read the resolutions first as well but that's that that's it because there's some there's some interesting stuff there and it is our club we have to remember this that you know we all have a We'll have a stake in it. Um, if you're a DTB member, have a look through and 
and vote because we can make we can make some changes if um if we want to um and particularly i think there's one in there which is um about the a resolution saying that the dtb shouldn't say how dtb members should vote which i think is quite interesting and i i think i think possibly we should be able to make our own decisions i mean i think it might be interesting if the dtb said this would be our position um but not encouraging people to vote on that particular thing is my is a is a personal opinion of mine but yeah so we've got that we've got that board coming up it's on the 18th um and i believe that you can either get down to the club or you can uh you can you can watch on online uh, i they need to improve their those meetings because i've been along to one and i uh, i'm just amazed that i stayed awake for the four trillion hours that i was there uh that was what it felt like anyhow so that's that's the thing i don't know guys have you got any other thoughts on the the AGM coming up. Well, I think everyone's got to get involved, and they do the do the resolutions. Um, yeah, again, my personal opinion, the one I really remember was the one about the board not giving a steer. But actually, I quite like that because <laughs> I wouldn't mind. You know, it helps me to kind of understand it a bit more. So, but maybe they just need to phrase it slightly differently. Um, but yeah, there's quite a lot to go through. So just make sure you don't do it last minute if you could. Because you have to kind of go through. Is anyone actually planning on going this? Like, I'm not. Obviously, I'll just try and watch it online. But I guess Mark will be there, obviously. But I might go there. Um, I might go there just to see what it's like in person. But, yeah, I'll vote. And I will uh, probably... I don't know. I'm 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 a bit tied on... on, on torn, sorry, torn on some of them. But, yeah, I'll probably... I understand the DTB reasoning on most of them. I don't mind them giving us a steer. I think the phraseology could be better handled, but I think it's the reasons they give as to why something is not, in their view, in the best interests of the club that's important. Uh, Rather than just saying, we recommend you vote against this. Well, unless it's something like a no confidence in the board, then then I think they, where their reasoning will be fairly obvious, I think they need to, to, to give the uh, proper reasons for it. Yeah, good call. I mean, so anyhow, have a look. And Lee, if you, uh, dear listener, are wanting to listen to this at the start of the week rather than, you know, when it goes out, which could be any time, um, then, uh, then don't miss it. It's what I'm trying to say. So this will be out before the AGM. So get on there and have a, and have a look and, and make your votes. <laughs> Um, and I think the the other big thing to say is a huge uh, congrats to D-Lag for another sleep out. I just love the idea that you know here we are winning this winning this game four nil, and then in the eve- to celebrate in the evening, people just sleep in the stadium. Good grief! Um, uh, you you guys are amazing. I've I've thought about it in the past, but I'm just getting I'm just getting too old now, man. I've just got too many I've got too many ailments to be doing this but then i'm thinking if you're a rough sleeper you've got a lot of ailments you've got a lot of issues you know what excuse is that um but you've you it's done amazing and i know they're trying to raise 75k uh, so please um donate if you've got any spare cash and this is a really difficult time of the year um but it's really difficult for a lot of people as well so if you've got any spare cash please donate to DLAG who are just doing the most incredible work and i believe this week they've had loads of other prizes loads of other awards because they're just it's just an incredible thing that's come out of our club 
you know this is what we this is what we do as supporters as a community we do these amazing things we look after our people you know we look after our local community so you know it's an amazing thing so please give some give some money um and i think i think that's it my my only last thought um thinking about uh al hamadi and he's done incredibly 20 goals in the calendar year but may i just take a minute to say Ashley Hinks. Ashley Hinks, this Canada year has scored 34 goals. So if there's anyone we should be worried about losing, Ashley Hinks, stay with the club. You're a hero. Um, and thank you very much. This has been the same old Wombles. And I am very grateful that I've been joined by the wonderful Adam Proctor and Alex Funks. Uh, Lee, uh, we look forward to seeing you in person at some point. Uh, Take good care. Thanks, everyone. But Lowry didn't care much anyway. They said he just paints cats and dogs and matched up men in boots and clogs. And Lowry said that's just the way they'll stay. And he painted matched up men and matched up cats and dogs. He painted kids on the corner of the street that were sparking clocks. Now he takes his brush and he waits outside them factory gates to paint his matched up men.